There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. I'd actually say even just two years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, how do we know we won't be ghosted or zombied or benched or cushioned or all of the other lovely things that we do to each other? So that is why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two longtime singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing but not always willing to admit. Today we are delighted to welcome TV presenter and Capital Radio DJ Roman Kemp. Roman, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is really cool. That was so eloquently spoken. Oh, thank you. Usually, like I'm the well, like I'm the well spoken one, like within my studio. So this is this is uh, (laughs) this is nice. This is refreshing. It starts well. It might go downhill. Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. Don't don't start with that pessimism, Rachel Hosey. You're right. So for those who don't know, Roman, would you mind explaining to the listeners yeah. what you do and about your radio yeah. show and your appearance on first dates as yeah. well? Um, so I host um, the Capital Breakfast Show um, and I've been doing that for a year and a half now, but I've been on Capital Flat for four years, four and a half years. So I, I started really early. I've done like every shift you can ever imagine like on radio. Like from graveyard shifts to you know like weekend slots that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I love it. I love it. You know, and it, and it does exactly what you guys like kind of want to do because I feel there's something so personal about someone's voice as opposed to you know even though everything obviously it goes out on social media and those types of things. I think radio is something that will never go mm. ever. And hey, if there's a zombie apocalypse, people aren't watching TV; they listen to the radio. That's, That's, val- valid point. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, but no, I I love it and uh, yeah. But and then the first dates thing was uh, was great. Do you know what it was? It was for it's a it's a show that like a lot of the British public, I love. Like, I love watching it. I'm so infatuated and you know obsessed with watching the psychology of people on dates. Mm, me too. Like because and and how they deem themselves as the best version of them to put mm. forward in that moment and I think that that's why I love that show and, and, I, and I think that you know it is heartwarming at the same time or, or heartbreaking mm. uh, in some situations and I think that you know for the celebrity in quotes special um, they do with Stand Up to Cancer it, you know it's for a great cause as well and you know everyone's fee or whatever it is that someone would get for a normal TV show or, or something like that goes to this amazing charity and, and yeah it's kind of like a no brainer really do you know I'd what I mean? I'd love to go on it did you actually? I applied and didn't get you picked. Apply, but yeah, but you know, like there's hundreds of thousands of applicants. Like literally, it's a joke. Everyone wants to go on that show. 
Like everyone. I know. I really do. I think it's fascinating. I have a confession. I turned down the opportunity. You to turned go it down. On it. Yeah. See, that makes me so angry. <laughs> because I because I don't want to go on a TV show for dating. First of all, you have no we idea do how a podcast on no, dating. No, I know, but there is a big difference between that because no, we are very much in control of what we say and what we don't say. Whereas on a TV show like that, you're at the will of the producers. You have no idea how they're gonna edit you to be portrayed and yeah. how they'll take certain sound bites yeah. to make you come across as a certain character like they yeah, do true. it with every with every person that goes on that show they kind of big them up as but I don't I don't believe sometimes when people say that when they say oh it's the way they've edited it all that type of stuff mm, uh, I mean there's only so much of that that's true yeah of I think course. I think yeah I think the um, style of the show that you know and the, and the style of the of the date that I went on um was nice and I, I you know it did it did like in a way like portray me how I want to be portrayed did you see her again Lucy was her I name didn't. right no I didn't I didn't I didn't like you know what it's like with, with those types of things like it, it is at the end of the day it's a TV show yeah you know and and I have to go in there with this it would be ridiculous of me to go in there without a professional head on and, and think you know, I, I do like it, like the same way how you, if you go on a date with someone that you've met before and you want to impress them, you know, or like, you know, you want to be there and you want to be, as I say, the best version of yourself, which I think everyone is. Mm. You know, it's unfortunate that sometimes if someone does make a mistake on a date or says something that maybe they shouldn't do, of course they will edit it to make it look like worse than it is yeah because yeah, that's called making gripping tv exactly. isn't it yeah exactly. exactly you know we're seeing the same thing in love island at the moment mm. with jack and danny they're not doing anything wrong so therefore you know barring like an argument that they had or whatever like they, they, all of the rest of it they're just nice they're nice people so i, I think it's hard to it, you know the producers are almost I, I imagine on the other side when i was doing first dates they're almost there going those aren't bad. <laughs> Those aren't bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They want the drama. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, for me, it was it, it was a lovely show. She was amazing. What uh, she was a lovely girl. You know, and yeah, she she had been through a lot, and I, and I think that you know she had a big connection with family, which which was easy for me to have a conversation with her. Mm. You know, and, and that's that's the most important thing for me is someone that can hold their own in a conversation who isn't just expecting because. I talk on the radio and I know that I talk a lot, but I'd still love to listen to people. So I yeah. agree. I completely agree. I talk a lot, but I hate going on dates and feeling like I'm the only one carrying this conversation. Mm. I'm like, come on, say something, please. Yeah. What's the earliest you've ever left a date? <sighs> I'm too polite. So probably about two hours. That's, I, that's a long time. That is a long I know, time. but this is this is me where I've sort of decided after half an hour I want to leave and been too chicken and like don't want to offend anyone, so I stay for at least two hours. I left after fifteen minutes once because uh, really? someone asked me uh, if they could meet Justin Bieber. Oh, oh my god, that's <laughs> that's a legitimate excuse to leave after fifteen. Minutes. Uh, I knew, Are they I, serious? but yeah, like I knew exactly like what type of thing it was. I, I mean, to be fair, I made up a good excuse and I, and I left. But oh I, I genuinely like, and I, and, I, and I love the fact that I have always been like this, and I, and I know that I'm true to to saying that I've always been like this. Like my, I I I always find it difficult if someone says to me, "Do you have a type?" Because I don't. The only thing that I do kind of have is is confidence in someone and someone that can hold their own and yeah. isn't yeah. bothered by that type of thing, and you know is very much their own person, and mm. that's why within five minutes I think of a, of a date I can kind of grasp whether or not 
I want to be there. Yeah, I think I can too. But I'm the same with Rach. I, I will usually last for longer than I should. But, but you know, no one's ever said anything to me super out of order. Mm. And if they did, then I would probably leave earlier. But if it's just like not really feeling it, give it one drink, two drinks, and then be like, okay, I'm, I've ordered an Uber. I'm going to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'll see you later. This has been great. Bye. <laughs> Lovely. You don't make an excuse. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't always do that. I can't. Excuse. I can't, I can't, I can't lie. Be like, oh, I, I'm do, a I don't do it because I'm nervous. I, I, I do it for the sake of the other person because I genuinely, I, I, as much as people say, oh yeah, but you must be honest. In situations like that, in the same way, like, like I think that. Oh, I, I don't like know. to spare people's feelings. Yeah, in certain scenarios, I think in certain scenarios that's okay. I had this conversation the other day. If if you cheat on someone and break up with them the next day, do you have to tell them why? Ooh, that's <laughs> tricky. That's tricky. Well, because often there's not I really... Because gen- I think li- I'm... Li- listen, cheating is my number one thing. Oh, God, no, me too. I don't do it. Like, I don't do it. Like, I, I think... It, one, you always get caught out. Yeah. Two, like, two, I, I, I've grown up in a family where it ain't a done thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not, it's not a thing. So, for me, it's... Like if that does happen, mm. then you have to end your relationship. Like I think, unless unless you think that you know you've done this and this is a genuine mistake in your head, like it's a genuine mistake. Because otherwise, it's there's something wrong with it, you know. And if you want yeah. it to carry on, then work on it, but admit to that. And know that mm. that's something that you're gonna have to do. Mm. But if you don't, and if you don't want to bring it up, then that's word enough that you don't respect that person enough so i you mentioned jack and danny on love island earlier my point to bring up from this week in terms of things i've seen on the dating landscape um is i was really touched on last night's episode of love island when when you say last night we should clarify that this is currently wednesday yes it is currently wednesday so tuesday night's episode of love island um which i missed yes which rachel missed this is a spoiler because she was at wimbledon um, when Rachel, oh, when Rachel, when, oh, for God's sake, when Danny and Jack said they loved each other, it was very sweet because they haven't slept together yet. And I think that's a really positive message to be sending to younger viewers because more of us feel rushed into sleeping with people. Casual sex is on the rise, as, we, as we've spoken about in previous episodes. Not necessarily a bad thing, though. Not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's really nice to see that you can have genuine, authentic feelings of love for someone despite not having slept together and that's a narrative yeah. that we just don't see on TV ever really yeah I think that it's something that reminded me a lot of you know my relationship that I have I've been with my girlfriend for a while now I think that when what's a while? Uh, six months okay great six months but it's just like it's just like for me this is the most kind of like I've been I mean that's long term for me as well. Don't serious, worry. Serious I'm like, wow. I've been in long term relationships before, but but this for me was like I think that the interesting one that I was like, oh my god, was um, she had uh, my girlfriend had posted a photo of some trainers that I was searching for on Instagram, and then I clicked on a hashtag that she had put and took me to her page, and then I and then I literally I just message i said hello and then it just Wait, kind of got into that's this how thing. you met yeah no then, way yeah 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 and then and then i um because she posted a picture of the, some trainers that you yeah wanted. so she posted a picture of some trainers and then i saw her on there and then literally the day after i had gone on tinder and i swiped through to be honest like i never really used it like mm. at all like it's always a bit i don't know like it's not really for me and then i saw her 
on it. So no I, I was like, okay, way. I've got a messenger. I've got, like, I've got a messenger. Just say hello. And I, I messaged her and I, I think that we spoke for a week and a half, maybe maybe two weeks, two weeks, I think. And I think for, for me, I don't like that. Like I, if I speak to someone online or like on my phone or anything like that, yeah, let's be honest. When we say online, it's on your phone. Mm. I have to meet up with that person within three days. Three days. I find it weird. Like I, f- I find it weird that like you're talking to someone that you've never met before. Like I, yeah. I, I don't like it. But I was kind of in a difficult position um, because she was back. And, she's Swiss, so she was back and forth from Switzerland and and all this stuff. So she loves it, lives in London. Um, but I think within that two weeks, I weirdly developed some form of relationship with her just by talking. Mm. But to the point of like, I shut off all other conversations that I was having with any other girl mm. because I felt a duty to her. And I know that she did the same. So it was kind of like, and, and you do have those feelings of like, like, you know what what's going on like are you in love with this person like yeah. you, you've never met them before you know yeah. and it's almost like when you meet on the first time like when we met for the first time it was like it was weird like it, you know what i mean and i've never had that connection before in my life like and so it was really nice so when when i when jack was saying you know that oh, I, I feel like i'm in love with you and all this type of stuff i knew that feeling I, yeah. I know that feeling do you know what i mean it's like it's almost as if i think i knew it two weeks in just to speak to her but I had to clarify that in my head <laughs> until later on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's really sweet. And that story is actually going to bring us really nicely into our main discussion point of today. But before we get to that, I would just like to say thank you so much to everyone who messaged in after last week's episode. A lot of you had thoughts about sober dating and some of you got in touch sharing your own experiences of sober dating. Um, Some of you suggested just going for coffee or coastal walks, which I thought sounded quite lovely if If, you're by the coast. Yeah, if you're by the coast. One lovely listener also got in touch to say that she is a big fan of sober dating because it helps her weed out the guys who are gonna mess her around so i thought that was quite wise actually right we also have a bio of the week but this week it's not a usual bio of the week is it no this is a very special edition of bio of the week because basically rachel and i could not find any good bios so i decided to read out rachel's bio amazing yes thrilling this is on what this is on bumble it's on bumble Mm -hmm. you're next week Okay, mine is so rubbish. Right, Rachel, 25, Assistant Lifestyle Editor at The Independent, University of Bristol, 2015. Location, London, about. Peanut butter aficionado, optimist, grammar nerd, coriander averse, food and fitness fan, five foot nine. Trilingual and ready to mingle with three emojis, one of Prosecco glasses clinking, one of an avocado, and one of a female weightlifter. I know, exa- I know exactly what type of person you are already. I'm cringing at myself. <laughs> I literally, I know exactly what type of person you are already. How basic am I? I can almost see your uni life. <laughs> like, can I see? Yeah. Sorry, that, Rachel. That, I'm like embarrassed Okay, it's not as myself. ordered as... Okay. What type of guy are you looking for, <laughs> Rachel? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. What, what basically, type? I'm looking for a guy with oomph, with zest for life, with enthusiasm, who is ambitious, who wants to go out and try new restaurants, but also wants to yeah. like working out and keeping fit or being active, who is just, I don't know, has something about them. A uni graduate? I mean, I would probably say in a 
Mm, I don't know. Not necessarily. Is like is intelligence so, a major thing for you? I you know I want to I want to be able to hold, I want to be able to hold a good conversation. Okay, yeah. They don't have to have a degree because it's not like that's some sort of I don't know barrier that means you are smart and have good thoughts in your head by yeah. any means. I would take out the word averse and aficionado. Why? I think they're too long. I think they're I think they're words that. I feel like it, it. Don't get me wrong, I like the use of emojis. I think emojis are great. I like emojis. Emojis are great, and I'll get to that reason very, very soon. Because one of my friends uh, told me a thing on this, and I cannot believe it. It's very much true. But I think that, yeah, you've written grammar nerd in there, so I've already, I've already grasped the fact that you're going to use some some big words. Not <laughs> that I'm scared of big words, <laughs> but I can g- gauge it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. You can gauge it. Yeah. Um. I don't feel like... Why Why do you feel like you need to put your height in there? Because in an ideal world, I would like to date a guy who's taller than me, which I know is... But then why do you have to put your height in there? You know how... He's right. You know how tall you are, so... Why does, why does it... You, you're, that, that means you only have to say to them, how tall are you? Yeah. I never ask a guy how tall they are. It's become a therapy session for it you. It really has. <laughs> Rachel, let's no, psychoanalyze I think you. You never ask a guy how tall they are. No, because I, I think that's quite rude. Cause I, but I do it's also... It's not rude. Ever. Really? No. Did, Wait, I, it's I easy for me to say I'm 6'2". Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> that's why I'm sat here saying that. <laughs> ask <laughs> me how tall I am so I can tell yeah. you that I'm 6'2". By the way, everyone, I'm 6 foot 2". Well, everyone says to me, everyone says to me, oh, you're tall. I was like, what, what do you mean? They were like, oh, you've got quite a short face. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did, I did think when I met you, I was like, oh, he is quite tall. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be tall. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm out. Anyway. Uh, that well done. Listen, Congratulations. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, coriander averse. Yeah, okay, get it. It's a gene. <laughs> you got, ov- yeah, you're a food and fitness fan. You've got two food bits in there. I'll take it's one out. It's just a really light food. I'll take one out. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Optimist. That means there's a chance. Yeah. Even if you're a minger. Thank you. Uh... Grammar nerd, yeah, I like that. Food fitness fan. It's interesting for me to see your profile as well. I'd take out. Uh, I'd take out the. Um, yes. Mm, take out the ready to mingle. Is that a bit cringe? It's it's too much. Too much. It's like it, too desperate. Put the emojis in there, yeah. But no. I just thought it, I always think it's a bit douchey to be like I speak these languages or I'm. What languages do you speak? English, French, and German. Oh, um, really? Yes, really. My missus is trying to teach me German for so long. <laughs> German's really hard. but the sort of Swiss thing, German. If Swiss German is someone Ooh. else, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But people are often quite impressed, to be honest, and people are often quite attracted to the fact that you can speak languages. However, I, do, I think it's a bit douchey to just be like, I speak these languages. So I thought it was slightly funny. Although I think actually didn't, I feel like you came up with trilingual and ready to mingle. Oh no, we saw it on someone else's dating app and I stole it. That's yeah. it. I, I, I'd, I'd like to genuinely, I think, I think this is something for, um, you know, I mean, are, are you uh, looking today, girls and guys or girls or guys? Just boys. Just boys. The reason I say that most girls that I know now are, are literally on Tinder and Bumble for both. Yeah, like I know. I have a lot of friends who are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and I think that I'd like to know the percentage of guys that one read profiles, two take profile into consideration mm. over, unfortunately, what is a very very shallow world mm. of just your photos. So I'm more intrigued. Like I'm more intrigued to see what photos you have selected. I mean, we could totally do that too, but we might be here all day. Her photos. I. I mean, Larks. We spoke about 
um, each of our bios when we had someone from Bumble on the podcast analyze mm-hmm. both of our bios and and you know decide which was more likely to get success. Rachel's was much more successful than mine. Mm. I've changed picks since then, but let's not go through this all now because we'll be here all day. Right. Okay. Sorry. We'll move on. Anyway. But what I was going to say is it's interesting what you say about guys because what I've heard is that guys generally will swipe right on you, like swipe right. 95% of the time actually and then once you match then decide if they actually want to talk to you or if they actually fancy you not based on a profile I, I, I don't think I think that I think it's I think it's better if you were to go on a date if, 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 if I had matched you on on Bumble and you went on a date with me I think I would be more impressed if I could learn about you as opposed to go into this going I know she likes this 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 like if you were like oh yeah I speak three languages I'd be like wow do you know what I mean but I hate it when a guy doesn't have any info in his bio yeah because because who are you looking you're not looking for like you're looking for someone to swipe right on you do you know what I mean like if uh, the whole idea of that profile is so that someone will go Mm. that potentially is interested in you to swipe right or whatever so therefore who you're what you're selling is just you do you know what I mean? You're not selling some other guy. You're not telling some other guy, oh, put this in your bio. No, no, but when I'm when I'm going through guys and I'm deciding who to swipe right on, yeah. often there's something in their bio that will help me decide yes or no because it's just that little bit more about because them. Because g- girls, when they view a profile, is different to how guys view a profile. I'm convinced. Yeah, I think you're right. But to be honest, I don't really care about bios with the guys that I swipe right on. You photos. No, photos, but also I just think guys can get it so wrong so easily in bios and say things that often really put me off. Yeah, when you were swiping earlier, you were like, mm, that's a rubbish bio. But he's fit, so we'll swipe right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm really shallow. That's no, really bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's human nature. That's human nature to see someone that you deem fit as a mate. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not bad. I make my judgments on the conversation, I think. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mostly. Yeah. That's yeah, where you really yeah, yeah. get a sense of who someone is. Anyway, let's move on to our main topic of discussion, mm. which does really fit into, well, that I said that really badly, does really fit well into how you met your girlfriend, mm. um, which is, should we leave love up to fate? Yes, mm. now this is particularly interesting. I actually just published an article this week about my experience when I quit dating apps for a while. Um, and... The kind of interesting thing was, is that in that month that I completely didn't use dating apps at all, I did not meet anyone. I did not go on any dates. 
And I was a bit taken aback by that, actually, because it's not like every guy I ever date these days are from dating apps. But actually, I think the majority are. And it, it sort of made me feel like if you're not on the apps, how do you meet anyone nowadays? And is it possible? I mean, your story is quite amazing. Yeah. And that makes me feel like fate exists. Yeah. I think that... Do you know what? I think it's not down to... Um, what is it? Sorry, fate or... Uh, destiny. Destiny, yeah. I think... I think it's culture. I think the culture within London is if you walk up to someone and start a conversation with them, you're like, what do you want from me? Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's likely to be said throughout the rest of the UK. Whereas you go to someone like South America where it's very warm, it's very friendly, like like in terms of like the, the culture and, mm. and how people are and the interaction with everyone, you're more than likely to meet someone in the middle of the street. Or even 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 in America, even in the USA. Like it's Brits are quite skeptical and cold skeptical and cold, aren't mm. we? Yeah. Like I I, I, I I always say this. I always say this. I, I ask like my you know, my mates that are girls, I uh, uh, say that, like, if a guy that you fancied walked up to you and asked you for your number, what would you say? And they say, oh, I wouldn't give it to him. Yeah, because you'd instantly be like, creep. Which is Why? Why? I don't know. Because, 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 that, because but, then, but then it's like, if, if, if that mentality and that culture is being put out there, which I understand, if someone comes up to you in a re very respectful way, of course course they would have to do it in a respectful way in mm. a way that isn't encroaching on your personal space or anything like that or you know coming forward as too strong but is very polite ask you in a polite way i don't see the problem with that do you know what it would come down to for me it would be as simple as do i fancy the guy or not to be yes, honest but also yeah. it's about how you do it i think if someone goes up to you first word hey i think you're really fit what's your number Instant, oh, no. Obviously not, but Use I think fit. No, 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 no. Yeah. going get no. in the bin. Yeah, yeah literally <laughs> get in the bin. But if you go up to someone and just start a conversation with them and have a chat, and then you know maybe five minutes in, you're like, oh, I have to actually go because I'm going somewhere else. But can I grab your number? That makes perfect like, sense. One of our colleagues and recently met a guy in Waterloo Station. They did. They went out with him. They did. But then is that not manipulating the situation? You're I then think saying you have to manipulate the situation. Yeah, you're saying you have to manipulate the conversation to be able to get someone's number in London. I th I, li I just think you can't go in directly to a stranger and ask for their number because the thing is, very few London, people. I think Anywhere. I think in other places in the world, Italy, honestly, they're very forward. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Think? I think that you. Yeah, I think you know, like, I don't know. It's 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 different, but I think that I I do find that strange if someone you know if if someone's like I'm so sorry. It, it, you know, if I've never done it in my life, like I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm too shy. <laughs> I genuinely, you know, I've, I'm so shy when it when it would come to stuff like that. Yeah, right? you'd have to ha you'd have to be seriously bold, I think. To yeah, be able but to it's do not that. even that. Like, I know that I can hold a conversation. Do you know what it is? Is that I think through my life, I think I would always, I always was so aware of making a girl feel uncomfortable because of my mom and my sister. My my mum and my mm. sister they're so close to me, and and. I would think, oh, creepy guy going out to my sister asking for her number. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would never want to be that person. You don't want to harass. No, but even if I know that I'm being the most polite ever, like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, I still would find it like there's there's not the right thing to say. Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine, literally, I had walked past someone in the street, and I saw them, and they walked past me, and I'm having to go down here i'm having to leave mm. but something in me is saying I mean, just just you know you need to speak to this person you need to speak to this person 
You go back, you don't have time. And you go, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Where's the right thing to say there? Quite cute though. If you do it in a charming way yeah. and you do it in a bumbling sort of... Bumbling Hugh bum Grant. Bum I was about to say bumbling Hugh Grant. Okay, then I there think... There we go. You know that's, what, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Channel Hugh Watch Grant. Watch Notting Hill. You'll be fine. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's never happened to me. Do you know what happens to me a lot? I am sort of kind of vibing with some guy like even just yesterday at Wimbledon there was a guy sort of like sitting near me and we were sort of just kept catching eyes and like vibing mm. you know like you can you can feel there's a little someone something there yeah but I, I didn't say anything to him he didn't say anything to me and that's it I'll never see him again in my life do you know what I mean yeah and like in my head I'm a bit like well if it was meant to be it was meant to be well like, I've spoken about this but, before but like a that's not gonna happen and also you can't you can't just feel like oh well I would expect someone to come up to me. You, if you want to actually be proactive, then is is it leaving it to fate if you go up to someone yourself, or is that mm. being proactive? I would say that's being proactive. If you if you see someone you fancy yeah, and being, you talk to them, being that's being yeah. proactive. Yeah, and I think it's almost a bit arrogant actually to just ex if you to just wait for things to happen to you. Yeah, because I think the idea of leaving love to fate, as romantic as it is, is just verging on improbable because it's the sort of thing where, like, I don't know, maybe you're in a lift with someone and you get stuck in the lift. Oh, <laughs> and then, then it's a great love story. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think a lot of guys just need education on what is appropriate. Yeah, and yeah what is, totally. What is, you know, and, and I see it all the time. Like, you know, with my missus, like walking down the street and some guy just completely just looking her up and down, like, like in a way that's just mm. like, you're like, <laughs> they're with their wife and kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> I got, I, I'm not brought up on that same planet. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's awful. I got cat called the other day with a guy yeah. driving past yeah. with his two daughters in the car. Mm. Seriously. They were little girls. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I find cat calling so weird because it sometimes happens to me when I'm running and I'll be running past a car or something and they'll shout something really rank out the window. And I just don't understand what's the point in doing that because do they think that I'm going to stop on my run, turn around and be like, hey, Power. actually, you're really cute. Can I get in your car? Like, let's go have sex. Like, yeah. what do they think is going to happen? Just, they're, just, they're just cretins of society yeah. that think they have something over you. That's a power thing, like, if you ask me. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to understand. Um... So next thing I want to bring up is people always say, oh, you'll meet someone when you stop looking, like when you least expect it, when you're not even looking to meet someone, that's when someone will just fall into your life. And yeah. um, this has never happened to me. <laughs> but maybe I'm, even if I'm not always looking, I've always got an eye out. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I, I, I think that it's right in the sense of, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never dated within friend circles. Right. Ever. Risky business. Ever. Don't like people knowing my business. No, me neither. Don't like any of that. All it does is cause more drama than it's worth. Yeah, I uh, was actually talking about this the other day. I think it's really nice to have a relationship that is separate from your friendship group. And then when the time is right, you bring them in. Yeah. And you incorporate it. But it's like your own intimate thing. But it's a nice thing being able to yeah. discover someone else's world. I agree. As opposed to... We all know the same people. Like, if anything bad happens, I know that you're, you're speaking to, I can speak to them about it. Like, no, like, I like that, that, you know, if, if me and my girlfriend have an argument or or a discussion or whatever, that, yeah, she'll speak to her friends about that, but that's not in my world. No. You know, and also it does create an environment that's quite nice in the sense of, like, you know, you have 
space from each and you have the ability to have a lot of space from each other you know you have the ability to go and hang out with your mates who i necessarily don't know but you know you trust each other and and and, and that's something that you you go on and do but in this in the sense of like you'll find someone when you're not looking for it i think that yeah because it, that's life that's 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 opportunity do you know what i mean that, that's that's the the way how how it goes you know you're not necessarily like even if you met someone on uh, bumble or tinder that you then had a long-term relationship for you weren't necessarily looking for that person in particular you know what i mean you just True. were in there and and you know and it's like it's the classic phrase of in it to win it and i think that everyone is in it in a, in, a, in a sense do you know mm. what i mean because that's our natural bodily function that's our hormones you know going out there and wanting someone to have a a partnership with to, uh, to share it's human nature yeah and that, that's why that's why i think that you know and and i think it was a really interesting topic that came up on a stigmatism with um on love island as well which which by the way is just shows and I, I, again my so my girlfriend is a neuroscientist wow she had never watched love island before Ooh. she had never watched it i said to her i'm gonna watch it she was like are you kidding me i was like <laughs> yeah like it, it's it's amazing I was, I was like you 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 see the psychology of these people and it's you know that's the thing that realistically you're addicted to mm. and she was like no it's trash like it's trash it's trash <laughs> trash i cannot pull her away from it really <laughs> like she sends me the memes she's watching the australian version like it's unbelievable and 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 the, th the thing that i was talking about especially with that is you know in it to win it and and all those types of things and it being human nature that you know we are always looking for someone you know and that's mm. that's just how it goes whether or not when that person is and who that person is is just down to opportunity uh, and where you are that leads it on to the thing of did you see the episode where they all wrote down how many people they had slept with? Yeah. yeah. God, that was quite dark, I think. It got it quite shameful. People were being like, oh, like quite judgy. Yeah, but why? I don't understand. I honestly don't understand. Because we've been conditioned to judge people. But do you think that our generation, do you think that our generation, I'm presuming we're all like the same age. Yeah. Uh, do you think that our generation numbers, in quotes, for girls will be higher? Then, and, and that acceptable number for girls, wherever that is, because mm. I believe that even within girls' circles, they have different... I mean, for you, what is an acceptable number? For a guy. For a girl. For a girl. Oh, there's no Ooh. such thing. I don't think there Anything's is acceptable, yeah. if you ask me. So you, what, or what would your girlfriends say? Oh, it varies a lot. It varies That's a lot. That's what I'm saying. So Some people what? are in single digits. I don't... I think... I think... Mm. But, but, like, what would they say No is, one's... There's none of my friends have gone up over, like... 40 odd as far as I'm concerned. But like, but like, what would they say? Like, like, have you got friends that, some friends are like, oh, she's slept with over 20 people. That's too many. I don't think so. But my friends are quite liberal and pro-sex or mm. doing what you want, to be honest. Um, so are mine. But I think it's different for guys. I know friends of mine and myself included, unfortunately, would probably judge a guy if they'd slept with, you know, like Adam, for example, had slept with more than 200 women. And he's only Harry. 22. Well, uh, is a lot. Even if he hasn't, to say something like that isn't a good judge, isn't a good sign of their character. No, no, it, it says, I, I don't necessarily, yeah. Uh, I, I understand how 
people can think that it's a judge of character. But we live in a we are in a Tinder generation, mm. right? Where it's feasible to have a date every night with a different person. True. It just suggests to me that the sex didn't in most of those cases can't have really meant anything. It suggests to me that you view women or men, whoever you're interested in, as disposable, which is I think one of the biggest problems with the dating app culture that we live in is that we are encouraged to see each other as disposable and that's why it makes it so much harder to find longer lasting relationships because you have to put that extra bit of effort in for sure but if you're talking about you know the the idea of um you know uh sex in the way how how you put it what did you say free free Sex, what did I say? Liberal. Lib- I don't know. Not liberal sex, but just there's like there's anything. There's no inappropriate. Yeah, there's like, no inappropriate yeah. thing because it, it because it's it, it, as as humans, that's what you feel like is the right thing to do at mm. that moment. I don't therefore think that that means because you've slept with that person and you don't necessarily want anything after that doesn't mean that you think of them as disposable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't think like there's there's people that you know I I know I've I've slept with in the past that I, I wouldn't deem as disposable, but I only was you know with that person for a one time that only happened once or do you know what i mean like mm, I, I wouldn't yeah. deem that person as disposable i would just deem it as at that moment in my life that was the right thing to do yeah that's true actually and yeah you know as we've talked about before you can have you may only have sex with someone one time but that doesn't mean that's the only time you ever see them or something you know maybe yeah. they're a friend maybe they're mm. somebody dated for a few weeks exactly or, exactly yeah um, all right, let's wrap up this section, guys, by just thinking about what tips we have to help people actively find love. Obviously, you know, use obvious things like going on dating apps, which even though some people are just looking for hookups on there, some people are looking for love, it's a bit of both. But I would say I think there's been a real resurgence recently in sort of offline dating events. Like speed dating still very much a thing. Yeah. And there are all sorts of different things popping up, like little gimmicky ways that people are doing this. There's like yoga speed dating we were going to do the other week and then mm. it got cancelled actually. But there are all these different things. And if you seek them out, there are creative ways to meet people, I think. Yeah, I think they are too. But I do, it doesn't really sit well with me, the idea of like forced mingling. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though, Even though it's a really fun concept you know, a part of me thinks that the guy I want to meet isn't going to be someone that's going to go to a yoga speed dating event. You know what I mean? And that's well, really judgmental of me, you. obviously. No, I know. But it just, it puts me off, which maybe is really bad. And why I'll stay single no, forever. It's, it's but I, I just, I would rather meet someone more organically. And I just I feel like we'd those... all ideally like to meet someone in a very cute way, like in yeah. a lift or we search for the same trainers on Instagram or but something. Yeah. There, there's just an element of cringeness that I don't think I'd be able to stomach at an event like that. But, there's, right. but there's, some, there's some women out there that will say, oh, that sounds really fun. I'd love to meet a bloke that has that same sense of humour as me. Well, exactly. I'm not one of those women. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, there are some people I mean? that like, are. Like, yeah. like, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, you know, I, I've tried these things, you know, because of TV and, and, yeah. and those types of things, you know, and you, and you try out these like wacky ways of meeting people. Um, they are weird. Yeah, they are weird. But at the end of the day comes down to conversation and and Mm. in that you are having a conversation with someone that you never normally would have a conversation with yeah and it's harder to have those sort of spontaneous conversations in real life settings now than ever before because people just don't really approach people as much the fact of the matter is is as, as an adult you don't actually 
meet new people in any capacity actually that often other than work really mm. yeah that's and a like, whole other it, it depends on your industry obviously if your job involves meeting people all the time and you're going to different events and functions and stuff and sure we're all going to parties and stuff but actually you know you don't exactly make loads of new adult friends all the time do no. you um so i think it's a case of putting yourself out there do either of you guys have any tips for if you're if you're seeking something i think if you are if you are active on um, Bumble or Tinder, I think something that one of my guy friends struggles with a lot. He he used to say to me, well, I don't get any matches. I don't do any of this. Blah, 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 blah. It's because he doesn't own or update his Instagram. Really? And that is, that is God's honest truth. And I know it is. And I know it is. Because it's a safety net. Instagram is a safety net. For a lot of people, Instagram is I can see you, I can work you out more so mm. from a series of photos that you deem your life. And as bad as millennial as that sounds, it's dead true. If you true. match with someone, if you match with someone on Tinder or Bumble, you're looking at their Instagram. Absolutely. And if there's a guy on there that like is struggling with, or or a girl that's like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not um, getting any matches, blah 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 blah. blah. Maybe it's because your last 10 pictures are of trees, you know, like, which which <laughs> may be great, but they don't say anything about you. Got to think about your personal brand, baby. But that's it. That's it. Like, that's it. You know, and if you are going to sign up to one of these things, that's what, are what they are. You are essentially selling yourself. You're creating a bio. You're putting a shop window up. You yeah. know, it's crazy. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a curated version of yourself. So if you're going to curate yourself, curate yourself well. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. All right. We've got a few minutes, guys. Let's go through a dating disaster story because we've had so many great tales and we need to plough through them. Right. Here goes. Not long after I split with my ex, I met a man on a night out. Alex, a doctor. Sadly, not the Alex from Love Island. Yeah. We met whilst he was on a stag do, but he actually lived in Bristol. We met for brunch on the Sunday morning before he went back to Bristol. It went well and he wanted me to go, go to the city to see him. I said no. He also wanted to kiss me and I said no. I wasn't going to make it that easy for him. I always admire a girl that plays hardball. Um, he was, sorry, he was constantly messaging me and saying how he couldn't remember the last time he had put in this much effort. His next suggestion was a date to Paris for the day. I thought, what a great story this will make and went along with it. He bought the tickets the next day. I was slightly concerned I was about to star in the reality version of Taken without Liam Neeson as a father, but I still went along with it. My friends were probably more excited than I was. It was the most romantic and exciting date of my life, and we shared our first kiss at the top of the Eiffel Tower. I returned home that night gushing, thinking I'd finally found the one, and how I would be telling our grandchildren this story. He seemed really into it as well, cuddling and kissing me. How wrong I was. After the Paris date, Alex turned into a complete cold fish. He wouldn't message me, and if he did, it would be an emoji or a simple haha. <laughs> With regards to the next date, he kept saying he would check his diary. Eventually, the third date happened and I went to see him. It was the worst date and sex of my entire life. He wouldn't hold my hand. He wouldn't cuddle me. I was beginning to wonder why he bothered to invite me. We went out for dinner and drinks and then he suggested Netflix and chill. In my head, that meant sex. Nope. He wanted to watch a whole film, which, by the way, was so boring and he made no advances. At the end of the film, he said, should we go to bed? And I had no idea then if we were going to have sex or not. And I awkwardly stripped in front of him and put my pyjamas on. I felt so uncomfortable. 
I went to the bathroom and when I came back, he was in bed wearing a T-shirt with the covers pulled right up to his chest. Not the body language of a man who wanted to bang. I got into bed and lay next to him. He then began to initiate sex and I went along with it. It was awful. I nearly asked him to stop halfway through but persevered thinking it might improve. The following morning he jumped out of bed and got changed in the bathroom. He then went straight to his computer to do work. I was annoyed and felt confused. He then spent the whole of breakfast telling me how busy he was. I asked him if he wanted a casual relationship because he was making it out like he had no time and expressed no interest in seeing me again. He said yes, he was wanting something more casual, so I knocked that on the head. There was nothing worth coming back for. Still to this day, I cannot understand why he would have spent hundreds of pounds on taking me to Paris if all he wanted was something casual. One big, huge dating disaster. This story is just mental. Wow. I think he's clearly just... The Paris thing is classic... I don't know what to do on a date. I've got a relatively decent amount of money to be able to go and do something. Mum, is this what I'm meant to do for a girl? Mm. Um, I think the fact that he's got his T-shirt on, obviously, in bed, or, like, would you know, during sex, or it was getting changed in the bathroom, it's just classic insecurities about how he looks or, or everything like that. And mm. so I think that... I, I don't know. It kind of seems a bit... I think it's less so about anything you know there's clearly issues on his side that that are not i don't think he's just i don't think he purposefully is doing that mm. if that's if, if that makes sense mm. i don't think he's purposefully trying to be a bad person i think that there's like a lot of underlying things of like he doesn't know what is the norm i think he maybe doesn't know what he wants either though because he's sent her very mixed signals Ugh, mixed signals but that's but worst. that's i think that's but i think that's that's because they're they're pushed in there from someone else it's like i've got a first date with someone what am i meant to do yeah. i've seen this in the movies i'll do this mm. it's like a robot going for a date do you know what i mean that's what that sounds like no one's ever taken me on a second date to paris yeah in fact i was actually talking to a guy on bumble recently and i swiped right on him purely because in his bio he'd put something like if you're into traveling, I'll, we'll do the third date abroad. And I messaged him going, as if you take girls or like you go on third dates abroad. And he was like, yeah, I might. And I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Would you go though if someone, if a guy you barely know invited you to go away with him? If I'd had two magical first dates and if it was like away for like a night or a day, then yeah. I would, but only if it, we split it. I wouldn't let him pay for it. Oh no, thing. no, I didn't mean that. Unless he was like weird. a bajillionaire. Unless he was a kajillionaire. Yeah. <laughs> no, I find that so strange. I think if you... I mean, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. If someone offers to take you away and pays you, it like sets a precedent for like, I'm in control yeah. of this whole relationship. I don't think so. Do you not think? I, d I completely disagree. I, I completely disagree. I'm really sorry. If like, a girl said, if you offered to take someone away and said, I'll pay for the whole thing, and they said, no, that makes me feel uncomfortable. If they said it makes me feel uncomfortable, then of, yeah, of course, that's maybe different. of yeah. course, of course. But I think that if you're just wanting to treat someone, if I, yeah, I recently yeah. went. I recently went away. My girlfriend's moving to Hong Kong for six months, so it's like oh, you know we're, we're oh going to wow. see each other back and forth a little bit. But you know, we went to Mexico, and I paid for the whole thing because I, I, I wanted to do that. Like you know, that's that's something that that's that's, really that's nice. my money. I, I I work for that and. That's nothing against her. Like if, if she said, I want to pay for this, you know, I think she said, you know, she said to me, I want to pay for my plane ticket. Mm. Fine. Like you, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I think it's doing something nice for someone. I think that yeah. in a way like that, where someone's like, 
if anyone was to say to me they they, they feel uncomfortable, then that's. But how soon mm. into it did you go away together to Mexico? How soon into the yeah, relationship months, was it? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, doing it very early on is just a bit strange. Like, yeah. take I think it ten- two, two, a month. Sorry, a month into our relationship, she invited me to go and stay at her family home in Switzerland. That's sweet. That's nice. But that's but essentially, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I could have been like, no, mean. no, I'm going to buy a hotel. I see what you mean. Don't offer me that. But I think that's that's an intimate you know, invitation to come and yeah. meet your family. I think that's really sweet. That's sweet as well, because that's like, she must, you must have just known that there was something, some oh, sort of spark, something there, yeah. and 100%. that you wanted to meet the families and stuff, and that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, it did not work out so well for our listener. But thank mm. you for sending in the story, nonetheless. Alas, we are out of time. Another episode has gone by. But thank you for listening, everyone. Please do subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as this helps other people discover millennial love and makes us super happy. Yes, and please keep sending in your dating disasters and dilemmas. You can Instagram us. Instagram us, DM us, slide into the DMs. All of the above. Uh, yeah, millennial underscore love. Or you can email us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk and every story will be kept anonymous. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial.love. Thank you so much to Roman for joining us. Thank you, guys. No, no, no. It was wicked. That was really nice. I think I think it's very interesting. <laughs> and, and sorry if I disagree on some of the no, points. No, it's good it's if you do. Like, yeah. It's uh, better if you do. No, I just think that, like, to be totally honest, I think guys just need to massively sharpen up their dating game and just look at the things that people are doing in Love Island and then look at the reaction and then maybe think, don't act like that. I, <laughs> I think Love Island really? is a very educational yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree, completely agree. It's been fantastic to have you here. You. Um, where can people find you? Obviously on the radio. Yeah, um, a lot of people think my name's Ronan, Rowan, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, it's Ryan. Roman, as in the, you know, people that lived in olden days. <laughs> in um, <laughs> yeah, just on the Instagrams, really. Roman Kemp, that's it. Great. Everyone give Raymond a follow. <laughs> Have a lovely week, everyone. And goodbye. Oh, we should also mention um, our Love Island special guest. Oh, yes. Next week we have next a Love week. Island special guest. We said it was going to be this week. Who it's going to be next week. In? We'll tell you when we're off air. Oh. <laughs> Top secret, guys. <laughs> okay, right. so now have a lovely week. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>